welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. In Romans chapter 4, um, as my custom is, I would like to take it a little um, before the main text because it's packed with significance and testimonies that I, I, I cannot ignore it. Verse 16 says that therefore it's of faith that it might be by grace. You want to enjoy grace, the only way, the only access way into grace is faith. He said it's of faith that it might be by grace. It's of faith that it might be by grace. You want the grace of God, the favor of God. Faith is not an option, it's a must. Faith is a must to enjoy favor from above. Faith is a must to enjoy favor from God. Faith is a must. It's a necessary requirement. I was sharing with some people and I told them that grace will set the table, a banqueting table, with a lot of opportunities and a lot of goodies and everything you need. Grace has set the table, but the access, what it takes to eat and to benefit from the table is your spoon of faith. You need your cutlery of faith to be able to participate in the banqueting of grace. You need faith. Faith is a personal responsibility, but God, because he's a good God, always sets us up by giving you a certain measure of faith. So you cannot boast that it's all entirely you because it's only God who is at work in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. So when you look at Romans, it says that for it is of faith, therefore it's of faith that it might be according to grace to the end that the promise might be made sure to all the seed, not unto, not, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith, of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now, the next verse is where we kicked in from yesterday. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before, before him whom he believed, even God. So before God whom Abraham believed, okay? That's how it means. That's what it means. I have made you a, a father of many nations. Before God... Whom Abraham believed. Let's do the. Let's go to the New King James. It makes, it makes it clear. In the presence of God, Him, God, whom He, Abraham, believed. That's God. Who, what about this God? Who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they they were? King James said, He quickeneth the death and giveth life. He quickeneth the death and Call it those things, call it those things which be not as though they were. Verse 18 says that, who, this is talking about Abraham now, whom against belief, against hope, believed in hope. What does that mean? There's no way you can, can you imagine, listen, listen to me, can you imagine I'm hoping to be pregnant by next week so I can give birth next two weeks? Is it sensible? It's against every sensibility. 
It's not probable. It's not feasible. It's not possible. Ah, but with God, all this not this kind of thing. Because he, <laughs> it's not this kind. Of, he has set it in order. Unless, of course, he says it. But he has already set things in order by his word. So this is how it's going to be. Now, listen. So it's just improbable. It's impossible. And it's absurd, preposterous, and bizarre to hope that I will be pregnant, even that is not possible. I, as a male, will be pregnant and then have a baby, a full-grown baby, by next two weeks. It's not possible. Okay, so this is against hope. When you want to hope for some things, not this kind of things. <laughs> not this kind. Not this kind. Not this kind. I mean, I can't hope for something like this. I can't hope for something like this. That I will be pregnant. But there's a case where if doctors have taken off your womb and said you can't give birth, and there's a prophetic word that you are about to have a child, yes, see, that is against hope. That is against hope, really. You can't hope that because you don't have a womb. And doctors say you can't give birth. So it's against hope. But that's what Abraham did. So Abraham, this gone past when he could have a child. But against hope, he believed. <laughs> against hope, he believed in hope. So the first hope was the improbable hope. And the second hope is the God hope. So he, against the first hope, he had the word of God and the word of God gave him hope. So he believed in hope because faith is the evidence of things hoped for. You can't have faith without hope. Hope is the mother of faith. Okay, so Abraham believed. Abraham believed in hope. What, was, what gave him the hope? That it might be, he might be the father of many nations. How? According to what was, oh, so that's where he got it from. He heard a word. He heard a word. He heard a word. <laughs> he heard a word. Are you hearing a word? Are you hearing a word? Are you hearing a word? He heard a word. He heard a word. Abraham heard a word and hoped. The word he heard gave him the hope. Gave him the audacity to hope. If anyone queried him, why are you believing like that? He said, sorry. The word has taken over and has given me the hope. What is making me talk the way I'm talking is because I've got, I'm getting the hope from the word of God. So that hope I'm getting from the word of God is what, I'm, what I am now running with against the natural course of events. So he, Abraham, against the natural course of events, which is hopelessness, against hopelessness, he believed in line with the hope of God's word. That he might be, what was he believing? That he might be a, a father of many nations. Excuse me, not a father of a son. Not a father of a child. But a father of many nations. Come on. How? According to that which was spoken to him. So shall thy seed be. God took him, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. God took him and showed him. He said, look at the skies and then the stars. Look abroad. Brought him forth abroad. And he looked towards the heaven. And he said, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number it. God said, if you can number all those stars, and obviously no one can number the stars, not even science. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. You can't, you can't quantify it. So shall thy seed be. So Abraham believed according to that word which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. 
You shall be many, a father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Is somebody following me? So shall, what was the word he believed? So shall thy seed be. <laughs> what was the word he believed? Oh, I wish I could hear you louder. What was the word he believed? So shall thy seed be. That so shall thy seed be. God showed him something physical. And used that as an example of what he's about to do for him. Spiritual. So he looked at the stars. said, no, I can't count this. And God said, okay, you can't count it. And you are childless. You can't count. This is how your seed shall be. Wow. So that is how God said it. Okay. God said, God, did you say that? God, did you say that? God, did you, I, I trust you, you know. I believe you. I know you, can, you are able to call things that be not as though they were. I know you are able to give life to the dead. And my body is dead, but I know. If you say so, God, did you say that? Can you say it again, God? Abraham said, all right. And he looked at his condition, hopelessness. <laughs> I believe against this hope. I believe against this hopelessness. I believe beyond this because God has said. So I believe based on God I said. And he said, what did God say? So shall thy seed be. That's all. He didn't have to write a book. God didn't have to write a book. He didn't need a whole message. A statement was enough. So shall thy seed be. Shout hallelujah. Wow. So, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And be not weak in, uh-oh, uh-oh, there's a problem here. So he could have been weak in faith, and that would have invalidated what he was believing God for. Uh-oh, uh-oh, all right, talk to me now. And be not weak in faith. Yesterday I explained this. He considered not, let's go to the New King James. He being not, be, being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was, since he was a hundred, about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He wasn't weak in faith. Brother, sister, is it possible that's where the delay the setback, the challenges, that's where they are growing from. Not the lack of fasting. Not the lack of declaration. Not the lack of anointing over God's servant. But the lack of strong faith, consistent faith. The presence of weak faith or little faith is costing you too much. It's about time you move out. You have to change your address from the streets called little faith or weak faith. You live on 27 weak faith road, weak faith boulevard. <laughs> Move from number 27 weak faith boulevard. There is a vacancy on number two strong faith road. Tonight, I came to serve you notice that there is an availability, or there has come availability on number two, number eight, number four, number 13, uh, 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 strong faith streets, there's a lot. And strong faith streets, start with strong faith road, and then it continue to strong faith streets, and guess what? You enter into high, uh, 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 strong faith high road. Strong faith, high street. You are on the high street, high main road. Main road. 
Come on, move on to that road. Change your direction. Change that address. Don't be identified as the brother of weak faith. Ha! Huh. It didn't say brother of no faith, excuse me. You are in church, but you are not. Your, your faith is yeah, it's weak. Ah, Pastor, so how do I know my faith is weak? Before I tell you, you want me to know, to show you. I, I wrote only down four signs of weak faith. Four signs. But before I do that, I want to, let's read the text, then I'll come back. Because what I'm really talking about today is developing a strong faith. Developing a strong faith. So look at the text again. Verse 20, Gen, uh, uh, um, Romans chapter 4, Abraham chapter 4. He says that he being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, nor Sarah's body, uh, Sarah's dead womb. But verse 20 says that he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened. King James said, was strong in faith. Giving glory. Verse 21. Strong in faith. And being fully persuaded that what he, that's God, had promised, he, God, was able also to perform. Therefore it was accounted to him. Therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to us. Help us to hear you clearly as you speak. Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God, through, but was strong in faith. Now, today, somebody needs to make a decision that I'm going to be strong in faith. How do you develop a strong faith? Before then, what are some of the signs? Signs of weak faith. You want me to tell you? I'm very happy to tell you because I wrote it down. <laughs> because of you, I had to write it down. So that you can hear Signs of weak faith. Number one, Romans 4, 19 said, being not weak in faith, he, what, what did he do? He considered not his own. Oh. So being, let's flip it over, over to the other side. This is why I said, you can put it, instead of N, you can do it. Because he was not weak in faith, he considered not. Now, that means that when you are weak in faith, you will consider. But before you go there, if you can go back to the verse 17, I will show you something. As it's written, I made it for a minute. Before, before him whom he believed. So Abraham knew who he was dealing with. The character of God. Say the character of God. What's the character of God I spoke about yesterday? He's holy, he's faithful. Okay, before him whom he be believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls the things that be not as though. Once he calls it, that means he's doing it. Remember, once God says it, he's doing it. So Abraham knew the character of God. But after he has believed, and the next verse says that, against hope, he believed in hope that he might be the father of many nations. According to that, uh, according to what was spoken, so shall I see be. Now watch this. So this is all, he has, he has faith now to move on. He has, he has he, against hope, he believed in hope. He believed before God, the character of God, and because of that, against hope, he believed in hope. And so now he's settled. He has this belief in God. But guess what? There was a problem on the way. There was a problem on the way. That's where verse 19 came. Because some of us, we have believed the word. We have accepted the word. But somewhere along the line, we begin to develop weak faith. You have, you have oh, I know God is faithful. I know he has done it for others. He will do it for me. The word of God is true. I, 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 believe, I believe in the word. I believe God is with me. I believe. But somewhere along the line, you develop weak faith. So weak faith 
is different from no faith. Weak faith is when you have started out well, but somewhere along the line, your conviction begins to wane. Weak faith. Weak faith is the same as little faith. Little faith. Little in what sense? It's not, it's, it's not fully grown. It's like, those of you have been eating baby chicken. <laughs> you call it chicken wings. Baby chicken, you can eat all the bones, swallow them, I mean, masticate them easily because they are not hard bones. <laughs> they are not grown. <laughs> see, what, when he says something is baby, it's little. It hasn't fully developed. It hasn't fully developed well. So that's why babies, some, some of them, they can't even bite because they don't have teeth. They only have gum. It's a baby. It's a little one. The little, little, little ones. So a little faith, a little faith is faith that is not really matured. Faith that is not, you know, it has not developed stamina. It's a little faith. So now watch this. Abraham started believing God, but he wasn't weak in faith because if he had been weak in faith, he could have invalidated what he was believing God for. That's the problem. And then you say, last year we fasted. This year I've been fasting. And I haven't seen anything. You have to ask your faith. Others who stayed in faith have seen it. Stop saying that they prophesied that this year is my year of victory. And up to now, I haven't seen. Stop saying that kind of statements. Stop making those statements. Now we haven't seen anything. You are who haven't seen anything. You are who haven't seen anything. Question your faith. If it's not, it's working. The fact that you are not seeing doesn't mean it's not working. It's you. You have to work it. Work it. Work it. It will work. Uh, Pastor prophesied that uh, two months from now, three months from now, this will happen. And I haven't seen anything. You haven't seen anything. What have you done about with the prophecy? Oh, I saw the seed. Is that all? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that all? So you started, that's why you saw the seed. You started well. You believed the word. But watch, because of weak faith. When you have weak faith, what do you start doing? It's there, it's there. What did he do? He, con he considered not because he didn't have weak faith. That means when you have weak faith, you begin to consider. Let me put, signs of weak faith. Number one, you walk by sight. You walk by sight. Now, you are walking based on just natural and Pure, mere natural judgment, and that's nothing else. Doesn't matter what God's word says. Natural judgment. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm a lady. I'm growing. And my my job, my biological uh, clock is ticking. So you go and marry some strange person. You go and marry some strange person. I'm I'm robber. <laughs> or someone practicing some strange religion. Yes. Because oh, I'm growing. So, I am growing. So somebody's husband is good enough for you. I'm growing on item. See, see, you begin all the word that you've heard. You begin to compromise because you are considering the physical evidence alone. You are, you are looking into it with one eye. You are considering only one side. Every coin has two sides. It doesn't matter how much you slice a thing. There will always be two sides. So, but you are only considering one side. You are looking at the tail. You haven't seen the head. You need the head and the tail and make a proper decision. So, if you walk by sight, you will weaken your faith. If you walk by sight, you weaken your faith. Those who have weak faith walk by sight. First, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. 
So Abraham did not consider just the physical evidence. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 30 and 31, Peter from 29, Peter said, if it's you, let me come. Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. And what did he do? He walked on the water. Oh, oh, that's good faith. He walked on the water. I see somebody walking on the water. Yeah. I see somebody walking on the water. Yeah. But please don't walk on it only for one month. Wow. Don't walk on it only for September. Wow. No, 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 no. Walk on it. Walk on it for the next 10 years, 20 years. You are walking on it in your marriage, for your health, for your family, your career. Walk on the water. Walk by faith. But verse 30 tells us something interesting. You see, that's the difference between Abraham and Peter here. When he saw, he considered. When he saw the boisterous, uh, the, the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, save, uh, saying, Lord, save me. Watch this. What did Jesus say? Look at that. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, Oh, thou of, oh, okay. Oh, okay. He said, why did you doubt? You looked at it and believed in the contrary evidence, so it made you doubt the word you have received. He said, that is little faith. That's weak faith. Abraham was not weak in faith. I see you growing strong in faith. Amen. Number two, verse 20 of Romans chapter 4. Verse 20 says that, and he staggered not at the promise of God through, oh, when you have weak faith, you will stagger at the promise. What does it mean to stagger at the promise of God? Um, uh, one, uh, the New King James version says, he, he wavered. He did not waver. It's not like a wave. Wave is not straight. Wave is not straight at all. Every wave is not straight. Sound waves, you check. Radiomagnetic waves, they are never straight. Wave is not straight. And if you waver at the word of God, at the promise of God, you are treating the word of God like today you are sure. Tomorrow you are not sure. Today you are sure. Tomorrow you are not sure. Last hour you are sure. And then the next moment you are not sure. It's like you, are, you waver. You wa <laughs> in fact, this is how Elijah told the people before he called fire from heaven. In First Kings chapter 18, I think verse 21, 22, somewhere there, from 20 to 23, he said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If God is God, then serve him. If Baal is God, then serve him. Elijah came. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? And what are these? The opinions are contrary opinions. So today you are on this side. Tomorrow, So he said, if, if, the, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. So don't waver. I mean, if you are believing God, believe him to the end. You must believe that, you must have the belief that says that even though he slays me, yes, I'll trust him. If you are believing, I'm, I'm prophesying to somebody now. If you are believing God, believe him to the end and you will never be put to shame. Yeah. Fear not. Peter looked at the conditions. You saw the letter that was sent. Hey! Peter saw the letter. The letter was very scary. Peter saw the medical report. Hey! What I don't understand, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it ahead. So sometimes, if you're not careful, and it doesn't matter your, how long you've been in church, 
There are people who have been in church for a very long time and are always wavering. Wavering. Because the challenges come in different sizes. <laughs> challenges are in different sizes. Sometimes you might have faith for healing of your headache. But that's why it's good to have the faith for your headache. So that when ulcer, God forbid, ulcer, or something more terrible shows up, you can have the same faith, a stronger one, because you have started using your faith. You have developed it for that one. All right, because of my time. So it says that um, signs of weak faith, um, you stagger or waver at the promise of God. What's the promise of God? The word of God. What God's word has said, that's what the devil told Eve. Are you sure? Don't believe God. He challenges what. So you today you believe it. Tomorrow you don't believe. Today, and because some, some of us, we have surrounded ourselves with all kinds of junk. You open up to all kinds of junk. Watching this, watching this, watching this, especially the social media sickness. There is a big devil on social media, I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah. Satan likes roaming on social media. Because the Bible says that when he appeared before God, God said, where have you been? He said, I've been to and fro. Satan roams. It roams the whole earth. He said, have you considered my servant Job? So Satan likes roaming around, I'm telling you. And the place where it's easy to roam, like some of us, you are always roaming. Even if there's nothing to look for, you are thinking, what next should I look for online? You go on people, different people's statuses. You have too much time. You, you haven't read your Bible, but you are checking other people's status. One. And then two, you are making comments. <laughs> you look cool, my sister. You look hot, my brother. You look, you look dangerous, my. You look mad, my my friend. You look. You are saying the truth. Say it now. Every your comments have littered everywhere on social media. Comments, you, you, and you are telling me, but God is not doing you. You have time for rubbish, rubbish. Preaching like this, you even comment properly. You comment. <laughs> but you comment on other junk. Other junk. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you waver the promise of God. Number three, the sign of weak faith is not trusting God for your physical, uh, for your physical sustenance. Trust God to sustain you. Material things. God has a way of providing for you. Trust him. Anytime you get so worried about material things, like your clothes, your shelter, your uh, the things that keep you going, sustain you physically. Anytime you start getting worried about it, as though, oh, so what will I do? Ah, it means that you have grown weak in faith. It's, it's a sign of weak faith. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, most of us are familiar with verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But verse 30 is a very interesting point. It says in the verse 30, Matthew says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of what? Let, little faith makes you wonder and worry about God not taking care of you physically. God not supplying your physical needs. Huh, my job, my job, my... Listen, your job is not your life. Uh, my job, my job, if I lose my job... Some of us, actually, you only worry about girlfriends and boyfriends. As for you, I don't even understand you. <laughs> oh, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, someone will take him. My boyfriend, my boyfriend, my friend. 
Oh, thou of little faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number four. Luke chapter 12, verse 28, same thing. He said, if God is able, Luke, 4, Luke 12, 28, if then God so clothes the grass. God, when you see grass, nice. I'm not talking artificial turf. Nice one. It's God who is behind it. God so clothes the grass, which today is there, and then tomorrow is cut, and it's burning, thrown into the oven. How much more you who live longer and has a purpose on your life, why won't God take care of you? Why will God sustain you? Why will God sustain you and your children? Trust God. Trust God. Don't be afraid. He will take care of you. Just do what he has taught you to do and do what responsibility demands of you and leave the rest for God. Trust God. Number four. That's the last point I'll give. Signs of weak faith. Number one, walking by sight. Number two, Wavering at the promise of God. Number three, not trusting God for your physical sustenance. Number four, uh -huh, that's the one I'm looking for. Number four, I think we should read the text before I, I comment on it. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. Um, he said unto them, why are you so fearful? This is when they were in the storm. And then the boat was filling with water. Can you imagine? The uh, the uh, ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. He was asleep. So they came and woke him up. The disciples came and woke him up, saying, Lord, what did they say? Save us. Why? Eh? They, you see, they ran into conclusion. Why did they conclude that they are perishing? They said, Master, save us. We perish. Who told you? So Jesus woke up. And he said, why are you so fearful? Oh, ye of little faith. No. Don't conclude like that. Don't conclude. Pastor, ah, so if I have symptoms of coronavirus, what should I do? You are asking me what to do. <laughs> you are asking, am I the government to tell you what to do? <laughs> am I a medical expert? There's only one thing I'm telling you. I'm telling you that don't be afraid that you are dying. Don't be afraid and tell, conclude that you have virus. If you see the symptoms, why don't you do the test? Let the test results come before you conclude you have got it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let the test results come before you conclude. You are, and then practice what the government shows you should practice. So it's if you, you self-isolate, just do all those things as a matter of social responsibility. So you just have to be responsible socially, but it doesn't mean you have got it. And even if you catch it, God forbid, even if you catch it, you are coming up very quickly. Yes. You are coming up very quickly. Uh, am I talking to somebody at all? Yeah. Why are people running to conclusion that, oh, as for me, I won't get a good job. I won't get a good job. I, won't get, I, won't, I will never be able to buy a house. Why? Where, where, where is this thing coming from? See, that, that of little faith. You might have one or two evidence to make you run into that conclusion, but it's premature. Premature negative conclusions is a sign that you have a very little faith. But pastor, I do that always. Yes, that's why we are teaching this. Pastor, you've said a lot. So four things, four signs that show your faith is weak or your faith is little. Now quickly, the main thing. Wow. Let's move on to the main thing. So how do you develop strong faith? How? How? 
How develop a strong fight? <laughs> How do you develop strong faith? Uh, Bible says Abraham was strong in faith. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, Bible talks about how your faith groweth exceedingly. So your faith can grow. I need you to understand this. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly. So faith can grow. Let's all say, my faith can grow. My faith can grow. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, Bible says that God has given to each one a measure of faith. Okay? According as the last line, according as God has given, has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So every man, and every man that means every person who gets born again, God gives you a measure of faith. That's how I started by telling us that even the faith you developed was given to you by God so that you cannot claim that it's from you. Okay? The just shall live by his faith. The original text, his faith is talking about the faith of Christ. Because in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I, I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Okay, So Son of God's faith is what is making me live. Alright, So when you get born again, everybody who is born again, you are saved by grace through faith. So that faith, it says that it's not of yourself. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For we are saved, by grace are ye saved through faith and uh, not of yourself. It is a gift of God, okay? So the faith is a gift from God. Salvation is a gift from God. Grace is a gift from God. So God gives you the gift of faith in order to believe so that you can't say you chose to believe by yourself. He helped us to believe. Now, this is very essential to understand. Now, so when you are born again, you have a measure of faith. Now, that measure of faith needs to be developed. You have to develop it. Every one of us, as soon as you come in there, you are given a measure. Now, your job is to develop it. That is why I said, your faith groweth exceedingly. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Your faith groweth exceedingly. Your faith groweth. I see somebody, your faith is growing exceedingly. Amen. Your faith is growing exceedingly. Jesus puts it this way. I have never, I have not seen such faith in Israel. Not such great faith. And um, um, Matthew chapter 8 Verse 9 and 10, somewhere there. Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith. Great faith. It says that when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those that follow, Very I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. See, so you can have great faith. Even though you have a measure of faith, you have to develop it to become great faith. Jesus said to the woman in Matthew chapter, I think, 15, 26 or 28, said, Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Did you see that? Oh, woman, great is thy faith. So you can have great faith, which is a strong faith. But how do you start from a measure of faith to great faith? How do you move from measure of faith to strong faith? which is a great faith, that grows exceedingly, that becomes great faith. Your measure of faith is growing exceedingly to become great faith. And now, how do you do that? Number one, three, uh, three ways to, sorry, four. Okay, three. Three ways to build or to develop your faith. It's very important. Develop your faith for it to be a strong faith. 
Okay, so three ways to develop a strong faith. Bible says Abraham was strong in faith. It's very important. If he was strong in faith, you can also be strong in faith. If Abraham was strong in faith, then I is strong in faith. I must be is strong in faith. It's very important now. So how do you develop strong faith? Three points, and I'll explain them. Number one, build your faith. Number two, walk by faith. Number three, know God and trust Him fully. Build your faith, walk by faith, know God. Now, let's look at building your faith. How do you build your faith? But Pastor, you're talking about how do you develop? Yeah, to develop a strong faith, it must be a faith that has been built. So if you build your faith, it's one of the process of developing a strong faith. Because you can have faith now, but tomorrow it will be a little faith. It will be weak. But you want to keep it strong. You want to keep your faith strong. So if you want to keep your faith strong, then first of all, build it. How do you build it to be a strong faith? How do you build it? Number one, I have um, A, B, C, D. A, B, C, D, E. Five. Okay. <laughs> Number one, how do, you, how do you build your faith? Feed on the word of God. Sister, that's why you have to cut down a lot of junk. Brother, cut down a lot of junk and concentrate on feeding on God's word. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. I'm telling you. You, got, you, don't, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You either feed on God's word. Why? Because it says that I commend you to God. Acts chapter 2 verse 32. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Uh-huh. You want to be built up? The word of his grace can do that job. You want to build up anywhere in your life, particularly your faith, the word of his grace. It is able to build you up, build you. It will make you macho in the spirit. I was talking to one of our brothers in the security team recently. We went for Jesus campaign. And because of the lockdown, he has developed a little bit of a pot belly. And he's in his mid-40s or so. He has developed a bit of pot belly. I said, wow, I didn't realize that you've got this pot belly. It looks like a pot, a large pot in front of him. And he said, no, this one is belly macho. <laughs> oh, macho belly. <laughs> it's not pot. It's, it's, it's not pot belly. It's macho belly. <laughs> that was the first time I heard something like that. I found it so funny. Now, you have to build a macho faith. How do you build it? Feed on God's word. Pastor, what do you mean by it? Today, we have been reading Proverbs chapter 27. Yesterday, 26. The day before, 25. The day before, the day before, 20, 24. You haven't been reading it, but you want to be strong in faith. You are, you are daydreaming. <laughs> you are living in Alice, in Alice the Wonderland. You are living in a, a utopia. But it's not real. There's no way you can build faith because you have decided, okay, I want to be strong. Please stop joking. Because faith is of the spirit. So if your spirit man is not built, you can't walk by faith. All right? So build, yeah, feed yourself, build your faith by feeding on God's word. That's number point one. Point two, pray about everything. Pray. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. In everything. In every, in how many things? Everything. How many things? Everything. Yeah, in everything. What are you supposed to do? By prayer and supplication. So, 
in everything prayer. In everything by prayer. In everything by prayer. Now, in Jude chapter uh, 1, Jude 20, verse 20, Jude verse 20 says that, but, uh, but ye, beloved, build up yourself in what? Your most holy faith. How do you do? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Prayer has a way of building your faith. Pastor, so what should I pray about? Pray about your work with God. Pray about anything that requires prayer. Everything. Pray about everything. Listen, if every time, anything, you take it into prayer. Anything. Some of you are developing relationship and the subject of prayer doesn't come in. You are planning your wedding. You are not praying. <laughs> you are not praying. You haven't come together. Darling, let's pray. You didn't even pray to choose the date. You chose a date that reminds you of when your bo old boyfriend broke your heart. You won that date. It was, it's like you, by faith. By faith. <laughs> Meanwhile, on that, on that day, there will be a national lockdown. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Choosing the date when you graduated from uni. Even when you are, if you are a bride, you are going to the bridal shop to go and select. You should, you should go prayerfully. Prayerfully that God lead me. Because you know some brides, when you see them, their dress is bad. <laughs> you can make your mother-in-law very upset. So from the day of your wedding, he's <laughs> falling out with you. <laughs> okay, so pray about everything. Pray about everything. Nothing is too unimportant to tackle it in prayer. Actually, when you pray about things, you're actually developing your faith. Yeah. When you pray about things, you are actually developing your faith. That's what it, that's what it is. When you spend time in prayer, it helps boost and develop its faith booster. Booster. Faith booster. Even the vaccination, we need a booster. Can you imagine? How much more your faith? Faith booster. Faith booster, boosters, booster, booster is prayer. Prayer, prayer. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day. Prayer, 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 prayer. I'm not talking about chanting. I said prayer. Many people trivialize prayer. They trivialize prayer and they are trivialized in life. So how do you develop your feet on the word? Pray about everything. Number three, listen to messages. I'm telling you, faith comes by hearing. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by He Listen to messages, brother. Oh, some of the preachers, they are boring. You have to look for one you can, you can get. One you can get and you can catch the word from. Yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hey, listen, you don't, listen, you don't have a choice. You listen to every kind of thing, watch all kinds of things, but there's little preaching messages you listen to. God cannot help you outside of preachers. Yeah. Don't let the religionists deceive you. That is, it's just you and God. Just read your Bible and that's it. You don't need anybody. Huh? Really? Really? Go and ask Jesus that before he came, God has to send a whole angel from heaven to come and announce to Zachariah, John the Baptist's father. And I... The same angel come to bury to announce. Why? But God, do it. No, 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 no. God always needs people on ground to work on earth. 
There's a man sent from God. His name is John. God. John was sent from God. Jesus needed a, a whole God. He needed a John the Baptist to introduce him into ministry. Ah! Yes. So don't mind those religionists. They are just religious, but they don't have insight. Tell you that you don't need anybody. You don't need it. The thing is just you. And go read your Bible and make sure you are reading other books to understand. Hey, 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 hey. You need preaching. No? Jesus was a preacher. Everywhere he was going, he was preaching. He was preaching. He was preaching. Paul said that this thing has been given as the, the mystery of God has been revealed through preaching. Through preaching. He said, you will be established by my preaching. Yes. God works through preaching. If you don't like preachers, I feel very sorry for you. Listen, if you don't like preachers, I'm very sorry for you. I feel very sorry for you. Hey, listen to me. If you don't like preachers, I feel sorry for you. You, I'm talking about you. Yes, if you don't like preachers, sorry, May. Sorry. God can't help you if you don't like preachers. Because Jesus himself, he was one, a preacher. He chose, the only job he did on earth was to be a preacher. Don't disdain preachers. The, the Spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach. 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 God uses preachers. Say, so how can they believe on him? How they call on him where they have not believed? How can they believe on him they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? Ah, so the thing must start from preachers for someone to be able to be saved. Hey, if you don't like preachers, your salvation has been compromised. Salvation on, 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 on any subject matter. God will use preachers. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen to messages, preaching messages. Listen to preaching messages. Surround yourself. You are believing God for healing. Listen to messages on healing. You are believing God for marriage. Sometimes listen to messages on marriage. But, I mean, listen to messages. But generally, every message, anointed message, cuts through anything. Number four. Regard testimonies. Pay attention to testimonies. The angel told Mary that Elizabeth already has uh, is six months pregnant. The one who was called barren. Is six months. So don't ignore the testimonies of others. It's a sign that God can do it and he's still doing it. So when you consider other, people, other people's testimonies, it has a way of boosting your faith. So to build your faith, feed on the word, Pray, with, uh, uh, pray about everything. Listen to messages or preaching messages. Regard testimonies. And then finally, follow the faith of spiritual leaders. It's called hard following. Hard following is about following the faith of spiritual leaders. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7, it says that, Know those who have rule over you. Whose faith said, Remember them which have rule over you. Who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow? Follow the faith of some people. It helps you develop your faith. If I hear Bishop Poyedepo saying, sickness cannot have authority over me. I mean, this is someone I follow. If I hear Archbishop say, that's the somebody I follow. So why won't I say it? I mean, it's working for him, then it might work for him for me. I follow him. I follow his faith. I follow his faith, not just his result. I look at his results and I follow his faith. I look at it. So you, you look at the results and determine 
the faith you are following. Follow faith. If you follow the faith of sound men of God, that's why it's good, not just people from afar. It's good to have people you know. You are a part of a church. You know your pastor. You know your leaders. You know. Sometimes you see their lifestyle. You see their faith. You see the way they exercise faith. You follow that. But someone who is far, you only see their picture, poses. And how can you really follow their faith? Because you, really, you can only hear what they say, but you can't follow their faith. So that is why it's, very, it's important. So follow, their, uh, follow the uh, faith of spiritual leaders. Okay, so this is how to build your faith. Now, I said, how do you develop your faith? How do you develop a strong faith? You have to build the faith, okay? So build your faith. And then number two, you have to walk by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. So how do you walk by faith? How do you walk by faith? Three points on that. Take steps of faith. What does it mean to take steps of faith? I have a chair here. Ah! My back! My back! Oh, thank you, Jesus. I've heard a word. God is my healer. I believe God is healing me. I believe God is healing me. And then when I, I, after I finish, I, I turn and I, I just lie again. And No. After hearing it, begin to take steps of faith. Start taking a step. Maybe you couldn't walk. Start trying it. Trying it. You couldn't have a job. Every job you apply for turns you down. And so you stopped. Now you've heard a word. God is bringing a miracle job to you. If you believe it, what would you do? Start applying again and send the application to all so those same places and more. Yeah. You're, just, you're taking steps of faith. Do something. You gotta, you, you, you gotta do something. Guy, so I don't know who to marry. Have you proposed anything to any of the sisters? Look for any oh, seven steps to have good marriage. You, you, don't, need, you, don't, you don't need that one at the moment. <laughs> you don't need that one at the moment. You don't need seven steps because even one is a big one. You don't need seven steps. Just find a decent woman your pastor, your leader can recommend and your friends don't have a problem with. And then that's all. Yes, uh, sister, uh, 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 you know, I'm looking for a woman, a woman to marry. Can we be friends? And yeah, you just go to Take a step. Don't sit down and say, God, God will bring my wife to me. How is he going to do it? Listen, you are not Isaac, and your father has not called Abraham to send to your mother sometime to go and bring a woman called Rebecca. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Step out of the boat. <laughs> step out of the boat. Take a step. Take a step. You want to start a business, but you are sitting down. That's what we read in Proverbs. It's a lazy man. Who, it grieves a lazy man to bring his hand from it to, to his mouth. It's, it's, yesterday we read it in Proverbs. Lazy man, it even feels too hard. It's too much work to bring his mouth. No! There's no future for a lazy person in God. There's no future. There's no future. Slothful hides his hand in his bosom and it grieves him to bring it again to his mouth. It, it's, bringing it to his mouth is too much work. His mother must come and feed him. <laughs> So take steps of faith. Take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. Start something. After you finish praying, take a step. Move out. Move out. Do something. Start it. Take a step. Take a step. Apply again. 
I, I had a testimony of one sister. She, she, she resigned by faith. And she started looking for another one. That one didn't go through. But she has taken a step again. Eventually got one that is far better than all the ones she's been looking for. Wow. Yes. So take a step. When it comes to your giving, take a step. When it comes to serving in church, take a step. Don't wait for them to come and look for you and beg for beg you. So, I, I, you know, I want to shine. I, I know I'm going to be like Israel Hutton, so I will shine. I have, I'm going to be like Sinak, so I will shine. I'm waiting for them to apply to me. To, no one will apply to you. Take a step. Take a step. Take a step. Hallelujah. Amen. So, walk by faith. That's what it means to walk by faith. Just take some steps of faith. People, the, the only explanation for what you are doing is faith. When people are, but why are you doing this? Because I believe in God. I believe God. I believe God. That's why. That's why I sow this kind of seeds. I believe God. That's why I give my tithe. I believe God. That's why I give my offering. I believe God. That's why I'm praying. I believe God. That's why I'm fasting. I believe God. I believe God. That's why I'm serving. I believe God. That's why I'm forgiving somebody. I believe God. That's why I'm letting go. I believe God. That's why I'm canceling that account. That negative internet account. I believe God. Yeah. Take a step of faith now. Some of you have to delete somebody's number by faith. De delete him. Delete him is, is making you struggle too much in your Christian world. Delete, block her. Block her. She's a daughter of Atalia. Daughter of Jezebel. <laughs> Delilah. Block her. <laughs> okay, so take steps of faith, number two. How do you work by faith? Take steps of faith, number two. Talk faith. Homologia. Speak the word. Talk faith. When, we, when we, we hear you speaking, we must all be inspired to also boost our faith because of your, your words. When we hear you speaking, you are not just taking steps, you are also talking faith. So you are not walking faith, you are, just talk, you are not just walking faith, you talk faith and walk faith. You actually possess faith, not just profess it, you possess it. So you walk it and you talk it. When you open your mouth, you can hear faith, faith, at, uh, faith speaking. Listen, you can never develop your faith above your confession. Your faith can never develop above your confession. So if you want to develop your faith, you need to learn how to speak it. And so that's how it, what it means to walk by faith. You are talking by faith. You are taking steps of faith and you are talking by faith. And then finally, be consistent in your faith works. It's not like you did it today and tomorrow you are, you are not doing it. You did it today and then... No, no, no. Be consistent. That's what it means to walk by faith. Walking is... There's a difference between taking a step and walking. Walking is taking several steps. That's walking. So you can take a step of faith, but that's not all. You have to keep consistently taking the step, talking the faith, taking the step, uh, talking the faith and walking the faith, talking the faith and walking the faith. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, 2021, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20
come on, come on. When we are growing, when the children are trying to walk, they say, ta 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 ta. Come on, come, 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 come on, keep, keep walking, keep walking, keep keep your eye on Jesus, keep your eye and keep walking, keep walking. Don't don't, don't stop, don't stop. You are doing well. You are doing well. Say, don't be well, don't be worry of well doing. Don't be worry worry of well doing. You are doing well. Keep on, brother. Keep on, sister. Come on, come on. You are doing well. Come on, come on, come on. Press on. Come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. Be consistent in your faith. Walk and faith talk. That's what it means to walk by faith. So how do you develop strong faith? I'm talking to have the for your faith to be strong. Build your faith. Walk by faith, and then know God. You have to develop your knowledge of God. As I mentioned yesterday, His character. His character. He's faithful. He's faithful, and He's holy. If He promises, He will do it. Know God. You have to know God. Know God. That I might know him. Know God. You can't develop your faith if you don't know God because there are serious situations that will rise up, uh, arise against you, that it will take knowing God to be able to stay strong in faith. Abraham knew God in that sense. So he remained strong in faith. Two signs that your faith is now strong. You give glory, according to Romans chapter 4, verse 28, 21. He was giving glory, and then verse 21 says that, being fully persuaded. So when you are fully persuaded about God's holiness and his faithfulness, that means your faith, your faith is strong. Fully, I'm fully convinced. And you are, when we listen to you, you're always grateful to God. In spite of what is happening, say, I thank God. Oh, I praise God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I see you moving from faith to faith. <laughs> I see your faith developing. I see, I see your faith developing to a wild level. Hallelujah. I see you growing strong in faith. Strong in faith. Strong in faith. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, say that I desire to save you like me. But I pray for you that you, your faith will not fail. Your faith will fail not. Strong faith doesn't fail. <laughs> Abraham was rather strong in faith, giving glory. Strong in faith, giving glory. I pray that God will help us all to, to build strong faith. Because when you build strong faith, there's no way under any circumstance you or your loved ones will be at the mercy of circumstances. No, 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 no. Your life can never be at the mercy of circumstance because faith is in command. Faith puts you back in command. Your marriage, your children, some of you are not married yet. You don't have, that should be your last, your least worry. Your worry should be not the, the weak faith. That should be your worry. Not the marriage you, you are not, you don't have yet. The things that should worry a strong believer is lack of faith, unbelief. Because if your faith is in place, Every other thing falls in place in life. Your ministry, my brother, your ministry is begging for you to start developing strong faith so you can see a glorious ministry as God has always promised. The word of God is sure. The word of God is true. These three days has been days of somebody rising higher and higher and higher. The days of littleness are over. The days of small faith or little faith or weak faith are over. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! 
the days of failure are over. The days of Satan having an upper hand over your life, over your health, over your finances, over your career, over your marriage, over your family life, over anything that is over your studies, over everything that is important to you, your ministry. The days when Satan had an upper hand are over because you are rising and your faith is growing. You are growing your faith. You are growing your faith, building strong faith, ever increasing faith, ever increasing faith, ever increasing faith, ever increasing faith. I see that is your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show, and the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.